The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Welcome to a special episode of Adventures from the Shed. Joe here to introduce this first of a three-part series where we play the Tavern Tales RPG. I gather together Mickey, JJ, Bridget, and myself to huddle around a microphone for an impromptu session to help support Tavern Tales on Kickstarter. Dabney Bailey, the creator of Tavern Tales, reached out to us to see if we would be interested in playing his RPG on our podcast. After looking over the rules and being a sucker for a worthy Kickstarter campaign, I agreed to do it. Both Dabney and the Tavern Tales community on Reddit provided quick reference materials and pre-generated characters for our podcast playtest. A big thanks to them for all their efforts in helping us dive headfirst into Tavern Tales. Without further delay, here's the official introduction and our play session of Tavern Tales on Adventures from the Shed. Enjoy the podcast! Tavern Tales is a fantasy-themed RPG that emphasizes customization, cinematics, and creative freedom. The game was built from the ground up to let you play what you want, how you want. Have you ever wanted to play as a fire-breathing dragon? What about a necromancer with an army of the undead? Tavern Tales lets you play these and more. If you can imagine it, you can build it. You can download the free rules at the official website, www.taverntalesrpg.com. If it looks interesting, you can back the Kickstarter by searching up Tavern Tales at kickstarter.com. Hi and welcome to Adventures from the Shed. We're doing a special episode today where we are going to play the game Tavern Tales which is currently in free PDF at taverntalesrpg.com and is running as a Kickstarter to produce a physical book. So check that out, especially if you like what we have to play here today. We're going to go around the room here and say hi, starting with... Hi, I'm Bridget. Um, I'm playing Venti, who is a mage healer from the Agamites. And uh, the Agamites are healers and mages that come from an icy climate. Um, she has silvery white hair, pale skin, and blue eyes. And that's very common among the Agamites. Um, we blend in pretty well with humans and other races. Uh, she typically wears uh, very uh, quiet clothing, just regular like travel clothes so not like chainmail um, because that's loud no yeah. she's she's kind of tries to keep herself on the down low but um she's a lot stronger than she looks and um she's used to being in a cold climate so she may often wear like a layer or two less than what everybody else around her is wearing because the cold doesn't bother her anyway ha! Um, <laughs> but she's uh average human height and um, she has a powerful but harmonious voice, which is soothing to others around her. Oh, you have to speak in that voice. Okay. <laughs> Good. So let's move on to... Hi, everyone. This is Mickey. And that was Bridget, Joe's better half. No? Yes. Other half. Much better. <laughs> Much better. Um, I will be playing Hard-Hearted Hannah. This is a recycled name of a character I played before. This time, she's going to be a succubus. So, hard-hearted Hannah, Hannah for her, to her friends, um, is a succubus. 
physically she's tall, willowy, a brunette, olive skin, brown eyes, um, from the tropics, very curvy. She tends to wear sharp suits, short skirts, what you would imagine a succubus would look like. She is a travel agent by day. She specializes in cruises and vacations for singles. She's made quite a tidy sum off of that. We've got a, a nice little racket going on here in the group. She knows Venti from hanging out around the town and at her place of employment. She's also familiar with the next character, who is played by... JJ here, playing uh, Prim the Savage. And that's Prim as in P-R-Y-M. Oh, I put I. All right, go ahead. Okay. And um, he's a barbarian. Optimus Prim. Optimus Prim. (laughs) Um, He is a barbarian of the Dragon Mount clan. And uh, the clan lives in the foothills of the Dragon Mount itself. And uh, he has been very recently uh, exiled from his clan for disagreeing with his elders because he believes that trying to wake the dragon in the mountain would be foolish. Um, Prim has migrated to the nearest city, which was Low City, um, and uh, he discovered that uh, there was a barista of questionable morals (laughs) that would allow him to... um, move some product into the city to make a decent amount of profit because these savages in this city have no idea how addictive Lissandra's tears are. (laughs) Nice. That's right. They're great when they're brewed. I guess that comes back to me. I'm Joe. I'll be the Game Master as we play Tavern Tales. Just a little brief introduction to Tavern Tales itself. It is a game based around a very open format. This uh, allows you to create characters with a lot of different traits. Also allows you to uh, pick different items with different traits, and we'll hear a little bit about that as we're playing. The main mechanic of the system is 3d20. You roll three 20-sided dice, and you will pick the, the number in the middle. So if you rolled a 7, a 10, and a 14, you pick the 10, and then you add any modifiers, and that's the number you start with. That mechanic then moves into how does that read, it, 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 with the game being called Tavern Tales, there are tales to be told. There are neutral tales, which are things that don't affect the story, just add flavor and atmosphere to what you're doing. And then there are good tales, which are things that are beneficial to your character or detrimental to the bad guys. And lastly, there are bad tales. Those are reserved for me as the GM, which I get to throw back at the players to say that something bad happened to them, or to their characters, per se, not necessarily to the players. Those things happen on the different levels of roll. So if the roll is a 1 to an 8, I'm sorry, 1 to a 7, only a bad thing happens. Between 8 and 13, a good thing and a bad thing happens. And then on a 14 or higher, only a good thing happens. So we'll hear more about this as we play. For now, I'm going to set up the scene. You may, you may have heard a couple of the players mention wh- some of the areas where we are. The location that we're starting in is a city called the Low City and a kingdom where Shadow Castle and the Keep Proper are. Right next to those two areas 
just about an hour or so away is a very tall mountain rising in the distance of probably almost two miles called Dragon Mountain. For a thousand years, a dragon has slumbered in the mountain, as far as anyone knows. There's a lot of old lore that goes around with that. And the, the mountain itself, although it is hiked regularly, it takes a great deal of skill to get up the mountain. And very few go higher than the midpoint. Although a skilled climber can make it halfway up in one day, it is very rarely that anybody goes farther up the mountain than about halfway. The, the um, Shadow Castle itself is named because it is in the shadow of this great dragon mountain at almost half of the day every day. And the Low City gets its name from being in the valley between Shadow Castle and the Dragon Mountain. So the castle itself isn't really shady, except for the literal sense of the word shadow. And the Low City isn't lowly, it is just lower in altitude than Shadow Castle and Dragon Mountain. Where we pick up is the characters will be inside, uh, or within Low City, at their day jobs, as they were, as a barista, a, a travel agent, and what was the um, priest? I, I am a job. supplier. Is a supplier of rare herbs? Of rare herbs. Okay. An apothecary. Kinda. Dealer. The apothecary dealer. <laughs> um, uh, one name that you guys would all know is King Gylan. So it is spelled G-Y-L-A-N if it helps, but it's Gylan is his name. This group of adventurers are part of a mercenary company called... The Shadowier Council. I thought we were Murders, Murders, <laughs> Hobos, Murder Hobos, Inc. <laughs> if you want to be that. We're Murder, Hobos, <laughs> I like MHI, Murder, Hobos, Incorporated. Okay. Okay. Now this group is a under-the-radar group, not directly sanctioned by the king, but they work under the king's orders, just not directly. Whenever the king's guards have something that needs to be taken care of, but it's not really to the letter of the law, MHI is called upon to take care of whatever the thing is. So maybe there's a thug that needs to be put down, but he hasn't really broken the law. You guys would be called upon as MHI as your special job to go take care of that problem without raising a big fuss anywhere. You're just flying under the radar, under the king's orders, which allows you a lot of leeway, provided you don't get caught. Fair enough. Okay. Kind of like a double O. Yeah. You're kind of like a double O. Nobody really knows about you except the authorities who won't admit to knowing about you. You're that level of agent, if you will, as adventurers here. So because of that, the three characters know each other, and it was mentioned a little bit during the introduction. Venti is a... Uh, do we want to say barista, or do you have a better word? Um, uh, um, barista is just so cliche. It is. Uh, so is Venti. Uh, no, but yeah, but... Yeah. Every, anything could be Venti. <laughs> um, I guess barista will be fine. Okay. Since I can't think of anything else. <laughs> So Venti is a barista at the Bottoms Up Coffee Shop. And we're going to now start the gameplay, and I'm going to give a little bit of a description on how the, the PDF itself, how the book talks about gameplay and how it works. As we have a turn, 
the way the turns go, once the gameplay actually starts, the turns go from the GM to the first player, and then back to the GM, and then to the second player, then back to the GM, and then to the third player, and we continue. We can break that order, however, we should not be um, changing the structure. So it should go player, GM, player, GM. However, if player three wants to go before player two, it doesn't really matter. That order isn't as important as the exchange back and forth. The design is to keep everybody involved. Everyone will have something to do almost all the time, and you're up next if you're not going now. When it's your turn, you tell at least one neutral tale. As we had mentioned earlier, there are the tales. That means you're going to say something probably descriptive about what's going on. We're going to start this with me, as the GM, giving the information that during um, the last couple of days, there's been a lot of hubbub in the town about somebody sneaking up Dragon Mountain for some nefarious deed. And I say hubbub about the town, meaning in your circles. This isn't general knowledge around the street. This is something that you guys would have heard in the secret channel. The bat phone may have rang and told you about this. When that happens, um, you guys kind of maybe get your hackles up. You get goosebumps or something. You know something's going to happen. The boss is going to call on you. Yesterday afternoon, there was some thunder and... Um, almost earthquake-type sounds that shook the ground uh, coming from Dragon Mountain. And this morning, early in the morning, the man known only as the Marksman comes to visit Venti in the Bottoms Up Cafe. And he tells you that the king needs MHI. There's something afoot. The game is afoot. Oh, my. <laughs> yes. Okay. So... Venti, being her, her usual self, is going to kind of just nod to him and take his order and get him his coffee. and uh, Or his brew, because I'm not even sure it's coffee. It's just brewed something. Yes. Co beverage. Coffee shouldn't be carbonated. Um, and he's gonna, she's going to get him that and just kind of nod and wink to him. Um, then she's going to get some things together and, and brew up the king's favorite brew and take it to him. And see what what he is looking to talk. Oh, you about. can't talk to the king directly. Can't talk to the king directly. He doesn't acknowledge your existence. Uh, okay. Um, the marksman says you should get the gang together. MHI must oh. be assembled. Okay. Well, I know that um, Prim is going to be coming in later with some supplies I need, and uh, when he comes in, I'm going to tell him what's going on. Some <coughs> supplies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we'll take that turn structure, and that Bridget has now said a few neutral tales. That's good. That gives us ammunition on how to work next. Okay. So now it goes back to the GM. And for my turn, I'm going to tell at least one neutral tale, in that I will say, um, and, and as we go through, I'll stop saying these things, but I want to give the, the structure as we go. And um, because we're on a different microphone, you can probably hear Jack bark. So say hi to him if you like in the background. Um, from the GM side, I would want to know when do when does um, uh, Hannah visit, or for that matter, how does she receive the same bat signal? Is that my turn now? That's your turn. Um, Hannah often frequents the Bottoms Up Cafe. Bottoms up 
cafe. Yep, as a bottoms up. Um, cafe works during the busy hours. She likes okay. to catch the the young okay. kind of hot shots when they're in there to try to catch their eye and try to convince them to take a vacation because she knows those they have some disposable income and tend to try to be flashy to impress the ladies. So she will frequent there probably about 10 o'clock when they start taking their, their, their coffee breaks. Okay. So she would have gone in and been like, Venti, any, any juicy, <laughs> any juicy clients for me in more ways okay. than one. Okay. <laughs> um, so then... For Prim, you would be arriving at about the same time that the conversation is going to start kicking up between Venti and Hannah. When you arrive, as you are approaching the Bottoms Up Cafe, uh, another one of those really loud sounds that really shakes everything just slightly. It's one of those, you know, makes your teeth rattle a little, the ground shakes, and anything that isn't nailed down somewhere has a chance of moving a half an inch or so as the, the vibrations in the air coming from Dragon Mountain. Um, so this morning when, when the original shaking happened, mm-hmm. I went out and I gathered as much product as possible <laughs> um, from the low-lying area around Dragon Mount. And um, I handed it to Venti, well, I passed it to Venti, and I said, you need to do what you can to dry this to preserve it, because I don't know if the supply is going to continue. You cut me off. So from there, what I'd like to do is I think I want to break the turns the way it go a little the way it goes normally a little bit, just to do some character interaction. Now MHI is together. Play it as you guys have gotten together for missions before. Something's going on in town. How would you start to prepare for what you need to do next? I'll give you a lead-in in that this is the section. I'm using challenges from the PDF itself. This challenge is gather information on where to go next. So think of what connections you may have in town and how you would gather information on what you're going to do next. Hmm. So the, the ground has just shook? It has been for about 12 hours. Well... I can definitely say that Venti is not my only dealer. Mm-hmm. I do have other um, people around town that okay. I can... Uh, and You've been double-dipping. Dun-dun-dun. <gasps> <gasps> and I actually... Um, I have a contact at the uh, gate... It's a guard that likes to pull double shifts okay. because he's got a he he, he had the unfortunate um, experience of having quadruplets, <laughs> and um, so he needs lots. Of he, he needs type. lots of caffeine yeah. type herbs, to, and he's pulling double shifts to try yeah. to. One, keep his family healthy. Two, stay out of the house. Uh, <laughs> so you are going to do what with him? I want to uh, inquire about him as to the so, so the individual that we've heard that went out to the mountain. Okay. I want to know if he knows when he left. Okay. Because um, I, I know the herb that I make has a tendency to also cause like an ADD almost hyper observation. (laughs) I like it. Uh, So one thing I want to say to all players, keep in mind as you're coming up with ideas, keep your traits in mind, those special things you can do, because those are things that that can just happen. 
Um, I presume Prim does not have any good interaction traits. Um, um, I'm just thinking of that character. Let's see. I, 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 let, me, let, me, let me double check here. And just as a side note to this, while JJ takes a look, uh, I want to thank the people who created the pre-generated characters on the Reddit for Tavern Tales. Um, JJ is using one of them, uh, renamed for his character, and I am going to try to introduce the others as NPCs while we're playing to at least thank the people who had created those for us. So the only interaction uh, traits that I have is one, I can communicate with animals. He's and not an animal. He is an animal. Well, so well, I, I well the, the guy at the, the guard is not okay. the guy at the gate. And know, um, technically, I also have the defense noble savage. Okay. So whenever I suffer a bad tale that relates to law, high culture, or the trappings of civilization, um, I get to choose someone, and my situation with them significantly improves. Improves. Interesting. It. Okay. So for now, those aren't going to apply, and what I'm going to do is, let's say, we need to work together on these as I figure out what some of these stats are. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking this is either going to be a roll against mind, when you're being observant or clever, or spirit, when you're being charm charming or courageous. I'm trying to be charming or courageous. So let's say this is going to be a roll for spirit. So you've got 3d20, you'll take the middle number. I have a 9, a 9, and a 6. So that would be a nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what is your spirit modifier? My spirit is a plus one. So that becomes a ten. That gives us the result of eight to thirteen. So now you get to tell a good tale. You get a good piece of information from this. Um, he did notice the, okay. the gentleman leaving. Um, and he was able to describe what he was wearing, and he was wearing like a lot of mountaineering gear, okay, like repelling, repelling pinions, and and as part of that, because you need to get this information, the name of the person that he gives you is a code name, Talon. Oh, so Talon, who is known to be a trained assassin and part of a. Um, a uh, thieves' guild, thieving company, if you will, was found headed to the, the uh, mountain uh, along with uh, gear for mountaineering. And you need to mark one of your challenge boxes. And the bad tale is he's way ahead of you. So if you plan to follow him, you're way behind him. Okay. So how would anybody else go about gathering information on what is going on? The king needs you to figure out what the problem is so that it can be fixed. My inclination would be to follow the money. Okay. Because if something is afoot, someone's got to finance it. So either someone within the king's mm -hmm. group is financing it, someone in town... Is who would be your it? normal connection for following the money? What would be the constable? Is that who manages the finances of the town? The tax collector, maybe? Maybe the tax collector. Whomever. Okay. Maybe the lead Somebody banker. Somebody knows about... Are you seeking to because go you're above? Bitch, you haven't paid taxes in a while. Uh, so the lead tax are collector. Are you looking for legal money? 
or illegal funding? Illegal funding. Because you're not funding. going to the tax collector for illegal funding. Illegal funding. Someone yeah. is funneling money somewhere to finance some sort of expedition onto Dragon Mountain. I need to okay. find out who it is. I have a contact okay. in the underworld. I've given him a couple of free vacations. Ha, ha, ha. ha, ha, ha. Wink, wink. Um... And I'm going to use my trait, Blissful Agony, which is under the interaction. Uh-huh. And with this trait, I can make any creature I'm touching experience any physical sensation. Okay. So when I go speak with my contact in the, not, let's not say underworld, let's call it the, the shadier bellies, the shadier the echelon. The shady part of the shadier, echelons of the finance world this person has a good feel they have a good pulse on who's moving money and where and why let's call him so is it the guy who sells the laundry detergent to the money launderer yeah sure yeah yeah the guy who who sells the detergent (laughs) to the the money launderer let's call Uh, him jonas Jonas. so i'm gonna go meet jonas and Using my trade, I'm going to make him feel like he is the king of the world. Like he now, what I will say awesome. is you have now made this good tale an easy one to tell. So that will increase your roll. You will roll 3d20 and take the highest of the three and add your, I think we're talking... Oh, baby! Are we talking mind here? That well, would be... Do you have over 13? I would say spirit. 18. All right, so you you get to tell a good tale, and I'm going to contribute to it because I have information. If we were playing more sandbox, it would be all you, but I have some information. So let me give you a little bit of the information, and then you can extrapolate if you like. Um, he tells you that he knows of the the thieves uh, working under Talon have gone to fetch a dragon egg because there's somebody paying a lot of money for it. Hmm. Very interesting. Yep. So I know that there's a group of people after a dragon egg, and from mm-hmm. that I could infer that either they're getting close or possibly have gotten it already. Could be. And this could spell disaster for the team. It very well could. Because, yeah. or it for could the entire disaster. town. Yeah. I mean, if a dragon egg stuff, goes missing, yeah. I'm sure some mama dragon's not going to be too happy. There you go. Okay. What about Venti? Um, I think as part of her exploration trait, she would try to scry, mm-hmm. and knowing that th- this dragon egg is something that's at risk for being taken, maybe look in and try to see where the dragon is, and if there is an egg there with the dragon, just to make sure it's still there before we risk our necks to get out there and it's already gone. Now, you would not be able to scry on where the dragon is because no one alive has seen it. So you don't know where it is to look at it. But um, I can give you a does, very accurate description of what Talon was wearing that day. You could. You could try and find the bad guy. That would be one way to look at it. Okay. I, I just want to call it right. b- because it b- kind of breaks the adventure if you know all about the dragon. Alright, so I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna I'm try and fiat. see where the, the bad guy is Sorry. and if he's got other people with him already or if go. they're somewhere else and he's on his way to them. So I'm going to look in on him and see what he's up to. Okay, now, Scry does exactly what again? You have the text for uh, I didn't write it down. It just says, oh, see distant places. Snap. So now i got to find it, so talk amongst yourselves for a moment. Discuss! 
Okay. A peanut is neither a pea nor a nut. Why? Why would somebody <laughs> want a dragon egg? I mean, there's a. If there's I mean, it's possibly money. a dragon there. I mean, if you could train a dragon to be your pet. Or just how cool would it be to say, "Hey, I own a dragon egg. Look, it's right next to my dinosaur fossil." Yeah, but who else but like a king would want a dragon? I mean, a Maybe king having king. a dragon would be good, but then why wouldn't he have sent us to try and find it? Because it's kind of shady to try to take a dragon egg. Maybe it is the king. <gasps> but then, what does that mean? That we're not really his secret guard? No, or his secret we don't know. Mm-hmm. All we know is what we've been told. So okay. I'm, I'm sharing the, the print of Scry with Bridget. So a uh, little technicality there. Yeah, it says... I have to have been there before. Now, I like the idea, because it says to collaborate on how it works. I like the idea that we're going to use a good tale of knowing who Talon was, what he looks like, what he was wearing, to use Scry to find him, because I think that helps the story. And I could say I've been, to, I've been through mm-hmm. the valley before. Yeah, as long as, he, I came from as long as he turns Castle out Dragon to be Mountains. somewhere you have been before, okay. this will work. Yeah, I've, my my lands, my homelands is on the other side of Dragon Mountain. And that's how so we're going to find I've out... There, I've been through there before. That's how we're going to find out what this role means. And to okay. me, this role is a um, mind role. Right. Because you're going to be trying to be observant and clever. Now, using that trait is going to increase it, just like it did for Mickey's last roll for Hannah. You will use the top number out of the 3d20. That would be a 10. Wow. Yeah. 10 plus mine? Plus your mind. 1. So, 11. 11. So, here's the deal. I see him, but he sees me. Yeah, what do you... (laughs) I see you! So, your good tale is that you found him. Okay. I'm going to tell you your bad tale and mar- mark off one of mm-hmm. your uh, boxes there. Your, um, gosh. Challenge box. Challenge box. I keep wanting to say condition. It's not condition. Jeez, it GM. Challenge. Get I it no together. Um, you mark off the challenge box. Now, the bad thing that happens is you see what looks like a shattered shell of an egg of about five feet and some shadowy figures tossing some beastly form into a well. <gasps> this is really bad. This is You really wouldn't believe what I just saw. What did you just see, Venti? I saw a broken egg, and there's people and around it that I can't it. see really clear, but they're around it, like, tossing something, and they take it and throw it into a well. Does it? Do you think the thing? I don't they, know what it was, but the shell was pretty big, and it's empty. It's broken. Do you think maybe uh, it came out of that trust shell? Anything that I can see with my own eyes. So I'm sorry. Uh, I'm. I just have a bad feeling that, that useless barbarian, with the dragon, that they're that they're trying to drown that baby dragon. That would be really bad mm. and stupid. Who would want to drown a baby dragon? You think it must be somebody that doesn't want somebody to have the dragon, the baby. Yeah, but where's Mama Dragon? I don't know. I couldn't see far that it was. It was kind of cloudy. More to the point, like, is this? I have to assume that this is coinciding with the ground shakings that we're experiencing. Oh, maybe somebody already got. They they've already got to the egg. Maybe the 
other dragon is waking up. Waking up because and they've they're taken the egg off. Because yeah, fantastic. Great. Have you ever fought a dragon? I have not. There are many tales amongst my clan. Anything my, we can use? My clan worshipped dragon. He made it fat and happy, and it protected us. So how do we make it happy again? By feeding it. What do they eat? Anything. They can mm. eat any sustenance, from gold to cows. How many people were around this egg? It's hard to tell. Probably. It's probably four shadows that I could tell. They would probably make pretty good dragon meat. I say we catch these four people, roast them on a spit, and feed them to the dragon. Mm. I couldn't tell if any of them was Talon or not. I just couldn't see clear enough. Hmm. Uh, so I still don't know where he is. So what should we do next? I think we need to venture out to the mountain. Yeah. Sounds like it. Well, I have a nice know. vacation coming up in two days. Mm. And I have to go out to a mountain. I've got to go change. Yeah, you don't want to wear that suit out in the, the mountains. No. I got another set of travel clothes. They might be a little bit short for you, but... No, I'll, they're comfortable. I'll, they I'll keep you go. warm. I'll go home. <laughs> You're going to go home. The poor guys can't hold their bladder today. Um, so did you think of what Hannah might want to try next? Because mm. as it is, we're in a challenge, and you guys have to have um, enough good tales to get through the challenge to know what to do next. Hannah's going to go suit up. Okay. Venti just clued us in on some possibly nefarious actions near... At or near where the dra- this potential dragon lives, she saw an egg shattered, and my I vote on taking the four people, the four shadows that she saw in that area, and roasting them and feeding them to the dragon. Aww. I, I could roast them with a magic missile. I could also freeze them if we wanted to. I'm better. I'm better with ice, you know. Yeah, from the ice people. You're from the ice people. Yeah. So I'm gonna go suit up into my. So do you think you have enough information for that? Yeah, no, I don't where, know. I really where don't was know. it? Where it was they? a place yeah, that she didn't tell. recognize. It was just a well somewhere. Well, could we? I didn't see anything enough around it to know exactly what direction it even was in. I mean, it's possible that you might have somebody else you could ask. Maybe Let's there's some wise the car- people around town. The cartographer, the, the town cartographer, we okay. could see who if he surveys the land wells. and knows where there's wells. There we go. Okay. That's All what right. we're going to go do. Okay. Um. I need one of you two to to tell me a little bit about. Uh, I'll let, leave it up to you to tell me a little bit about who this lady is, the old lady who is the cartographer in the Low City. Mm, let's call her Agnes. Agnes, yeah, Aggie. I call her Aggie. Oh, you're tight with Aggie. Mm. Aggie. She likes. My brew, she really does. I bring it to her. I bring it to her because she's so old. It's the only thing that makes really her feel sweet. young again. Yeah, it mm. makes her feel good. That and all the boys that hang around the library. Well, yeah. all the all the boys come to the yard for the the brew. But. <laughs> all right. So then, are you going to talk to Aggie to ask her what? Say, uh, Aggie, um. Is that you, Venti? Um, yes, Aggie. How you doing? I brought you some brew. Okay. It's your favorite. I put a little strawberry flavor in there this time. Is it good? Yeah, it's it's delicious. Okay. 
Um, hey, Aggie, I was I, I was wondering. Um, I was thinking of building a uh, a little hut or a little house out in the the low valley because I it's really pretty out there and kind of quiet outside of town. And um, but I know I'm going to need water, so I'm just wondering if you happen to know if there's any maps or anything that show where the wells are, so I know where I could either find a well that's already dug or maybe have a good place to dig a new one. Well, maybe roll 3d20 and use your spirit. So that sounds like you're being charming to the old lady. Uh, middle? The There's, middle number. Was that a nine or a six? Uh, the flat, the bottom the is the flat oh, part. Yeah, and it has an underline. So, so it's that's a, a six plus one. That would be seven. Oh my! That's we have our first really Time horrible out. thing. So you have to mark another challenge box. Um, and you are no closer to completing the challenge. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> and Aggie says to you, um, we have a map. Uh, here, here you go. And she hands you the map. And nothing on the map indicates anything like what you were looking at. Now, it's hand-drawn, although it's nicely drawn. Nothing looks like the well that you were looking at in your scryed vision. Hmm. Hey, Aggie, who drew these maps? It wasn't you, I can tell. <laughs> as, her, as she holds up her old clawed hand and it's shaking, she says, Why, of course I did. Who drew oh, these maps, yeah. Aggie? I think we need to find somebody else. We need to find whoever went out and did these <laughs> surveys to draw these maps. Oh, that could be. So, Aggie, who ran your surveys? Who did these surveys that you based these maps um, off of? You want to take away some of her arthritis? Oh, I'll think, yeah. Thank yeah, you. I'll take away some of her arthritis, make her feel you a little bit younger. You can feel whatever, she, whatever you want her to feel. Yeah. Temporarily, yeah. Temporarily. Yeah. like absolutely fabulous when mm-hmm. you're around. Exactly. Between my brood Now, that, and that sounds like that would be a role as well then, and that sounds like a spirit role. Which you would have a, a, some if you're using your trait. Um, what I'd say is you are going to um, we're going awesome. to use That's it as it one of the game mechanics. There's a, a thing called bolster, and what that means is you're doing something to make sure that the next time you try a thing, so you're getting yourself set up for something. You are using your trait so that you can make her feel good, so that you can press her for more information. So you're bolstering yourself to press Aggie for more information. Mm-hmm. And you're doing using your trait to do that, which then gives you the bolster that allows you to increase your die roll, which is, again, using the top of the, the 3d20. So it's the high one? The yeah. high one plus your spirit. spirit. 18. 18. Booyah. Aggie knows what's going um, on. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> She's just not good at drawing maps. <laughs> Um, let's see. Well, let's put it this way. You you get to tell the good tale. Tell tell so, us how how this helps you. So it helps because Aggie has after I ask her Aggie who really went out to do these surveys, she gets kind of a glint in her eye and she's like, "Well, of course it was my young grandson Peter. He is so good. Yeah. He's out there on the mountainside every day taking surveys and and drawing and he comes back and he tells me where everything is on the landscape would you like to talk to peter and peter happens to be at the library okay and is um prim around 
Prim is in the library. He's okay. uh, he's distressed at this misuse of wood. I like to make books. Yeah. Yeah, like why would you destroy nature to make such hideous? Does it make you feel better that some are bound in animal skin? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit better. So what does Prim wear? Animals were treated. He has with a respect. fabulous cloak that I helped him get. He has he has a single fig leaf placed over his nose. <laughs> with a with a five skin <laughs> five skin bear cloak. But he has a great cloak. <laughs> it's a cover nice cloak. Um so what uh you've probably paper? heard some of the conversations. Mm-hmm. What so would soft. Prim do in this situation? In this situation? <laughs> <laughs> um he actually knows of the surveyor they're talking about because that surveyor uh, spent many years gaining the trust of the clan Peter. in order to allow him to become to go up on the mountain. Yeah. Mm. His name his name is Peter, and his last name is also Peter. And you fed him pumpkins. Okay. Peter, Peter, yeah. pumpkin eater. What? Uh, you know, I heard he had a wife, but he couldn't <laughs> keep her. Um, he put her in a well. So I, I, I actually, you know, since we need I to know where that well is. I know who Peter is. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to lead the okay. conversation with him. Okay. Um, so then, let's make a roll. Let's do another roll with spirit. Uh, Would you call this being clever or charming? Charming, I think. Yeah. So this would be spirit. And what you got? I have a ten, a ten, and a nineteen. Wow! So that would be ten, ten plus, plus one. One eleven. So, what is the good news or the good tale that you would tell based on your talk with Peter? Um, Peter recently uh, discovered a um, cave entrance high, like on a three quarters way up the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, but he hasn't tried to go into it yet. And then the bad news, which you would mark one of your challenge, challenge boxes. boxes. I can't get conditioned on my head. I'm conditioned to think condition. Um, the bad news is he lost, he found it, but he lost that map halfway down the mountain. It's about a quarter of the way up, and he's pretty sure he knows where to find it. And he tells you where he, where he thinks he can find it. Um, that would help you to find the entrance, that new entrance he found. Uh, and what I'm going to do at this point is I'm going to say, because I had predetermined the challenge number on this challenge, you guys have successfully gotten enough information. Now, I'm going to wrap that up in so far as I need to now send you to the mountain. So the next step of that is the information that you have gathered it comes together plus the marksman, that mysterious guy, comes back. And he tells you what the king's guards have found and his own investigators. And that there was a, a group of the thieves group, led by Talon, had gone to steal a dragon egg. It turns out that, according to some of the old wise ladies in town, dragons, uh, specifically this dragon up on the, um, in, the, in Dragon Mountain, lays eggs only once every 500 years and only lays two at a time. They're very valuable. And the thieves went and stole one. When they stole the egg, um, unfortunately, something happened. 
and either hatched prematurely or they broke it or something, and they just threw the baby dragon carcass down the well. And it seems like <sighs> that is what has awoken the dragon. And some of the old ladies tell you that the dragon's name, according to legend, is Iliard. And she is an ancient orange dragon. The legends tell of the millennia past when Iliard scarred the lands while gathering her hordes and treasures. The few who lived wrote the tales of her reign, none of them pleasant. It's been nearly 500 years since the last reported sighting of the orange beast. Shadow Castle and Low City were constructed just a few hundred years ago, and although there are still a few old world believers, nobody is worried about Iliard for centuries. However, it seems like something has been stirred up. The king has sent word through um, the marksman that he thinks the only way to deter the beast is to capture the other egg and hold it for ransom. That doesn't make any sense. And that is where you finish your information gathering challenge. That doesn't make any sense. Well, right now they think the beast is headed towards the uh, the city and the keep to destroy it for killing its young. So, and he wants to get to grab the other egg and say, "If you destroy us, I'll kill this one." Too. Kind of as a ransom. And and that's why you guys are being told this. You are the group who would do something like that for the king. His guards wouldn't, mind you. His guards wouldn't go steal a dragon egg and hold it ransom against a dragon. That just doesn't seem right. But he has contacted MHI. And all of the information is now together. That is where you are left with what your next steps are to be. All right. Guess so we're going have a little powwow and decide. Now how you this guys means want we can do remove our challenge. That boxes, challenge right? is now done. You can move the challenge box uh, negatives that you had, and that I had a challenge number of five on. Just uh, as a note. So because hard hard Hannah gets to basically give people hand jobs while she's talking to them. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets to pass all the interactions. However, though, she it depends can, um, on how I roll. Yeah, and she has to use that as part of her description. It isn't just a freebie. She can't yeah. say, I'm using blank. She has, like, she describes well, Yeah, I mean, I want to make doesn't give any freebies. However, <laughs> however it, it won't always work if there's somebody adversarial and she can't get in there to touch them. That's true. All right. So it will probably work on people who are willing to let her walk up to them, which would explain a very flourishing travel agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because people are probably okay sitting across the desk from you when you reach over and touch their hand during an interaction and make them think, oh, wow, I should go on this you cruise. You totally <laughs> need to go on this seven-day yeah. cruise to yeah. Alaska. Much better <laughs> than a three-hour tour. A three-hour tour. Three-hour tour. Yes. I hope everyone's okay up there, too. I heard about the Anchorage earthquake. Mm-hmm. I had not. Okay. Do we have any listeners out there? Yeah. If Email us and let us know you're okay. Definitely. What do we want to do next? What are your next steps? Clearly, you've got to go to the Dragon Mountain, but 
We're what, going what egg you hunting. Yeah. You know, I Where's my got that suit? backyard again song in my head so to the bad. Top of to Dragon the top Mountain. of Dragon Mountain. It's a show that our it's kids backyard used to watch. Yeah. It's, there, were, there was an episode called Dragon Mountain. And, it actually and they were chasing egg a dragon egg. I'm sure this was subconscious as I was creating this adventure. <sighs> this is um, just awful. Eggy. Egg, you guys are going to get win. egg win. Egg win. Yes. So I actually... I have it in, mm-hmm. mind you... With the alpha male of the local wolf pack. Okay. And I want to uh, see if I can console him into, control him into uh, hunting for me, for these for this rogue group, to see where they might be. Okay, so th- you have speak with animals? I do. Um, I assume they speak back, and you can I, understand them. I assume <laughs> so Let's make well. that assumption, because it just makes sense. Um... We'll take it as part of the information gathering. We'll just add it into that. Um, over that, that half a day or so that you're gathering information. Um, the alpha male, Ruff Ruff. He goes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, you know. You can at least um, call him Rufus. Rufus. Ruff Ruff. Uh, Rufus Ruff Ruff the third. <laughs> he, comes, he comes back and says, um, A talon was found, Ruff Ruff. Uh, so they were able to track where he was, where he went. Um, they indeed confirmed that that his group, Talon's group, did steal the egg, and there was a problem. It looks like, based on what they found and talking to other woodland creatures, that the egg was hatching, and there was a lot of uh, of uh, gruff noises from the thieves that they were going to lose their money, and the dragon was no good to them anymore. And so the plan was hatched to just throw it down the well and let the dragon take their revenge, its revenge, on the city. And Talon's group just took back off to the north where they come from. They're not going towards my homeland, are they? Oh, they might be. Something about those filthy Agamites. Hey, we're not (laughs) filthy. So is the baby dragon still be alive? Dead at birth. Well, it screamed a scream that all animals could hear. Which and then it perished. Is why the dragon got ticked off because it heard the the, the baby, baby scream. scream. Oh, as much as I don't like dragons trashing um, the place, I think that's kind of mean. I would like to, as our first order of business of going out to meet the dragon and to hold the other egg hostage, I want to do the kind of a, you know, the stick in uh, honey and vinegar, so to speak. I want to fetch the unborn. Try to find from the, the from okay. the well. Because I knew I said I know where as, the well is. As, yeah. as a maybe a peace offering, even saying we yeah. didn't do this and we're sorry that it happened. Maybe you can uh, just not kill us all. <laughs> Rufus Ruff Ruff the Third can lead you to the well. Okay. <laughs> what Hannah's like what. Mama Dragon's just gonna see a dead dragon, and we're gonna have her in her in our hands. Is this really the best idea? <laughs> well, you could bring it and then not show it. You could convince them differently by the time you get there, perhaps. Oh, all right. Well, if that's what you'd like to do, there there is lore amongst my clan. Oh. Um, how to console this Mama Dragon? Really? Yes. What would that be? Because um, it's gonna require a roll. A, uh, it actually, it has to do with a <laughs> ceremony yeah. and a funeral pyre. 
Hmm. Keep that in the back of your mind for when we have the challenge of the end. When we're at the point where that makes sense. Okay. Because right now there's no dragon there to see that happen. Yeah. Okay. I like that idea. Fantastic. So you guys are going to go try to get the dragon carcass. Yes, I'm going to get the dragon out and I'm going to deliver it to my clan so they can start preparing his body for the funeral pyre. And that's at the foothill of Dragon Mountains. You guys going to get suited up and ready to go climb a mountain? Yeah. I'm ready. Um, I pull out my cloak. Hey, hey, Prim, can you give me some more uh, regents for some healing potions just in case we. uh, Yes, yes, I can do that. Um, Like I said, I I grabbed everything I could from the area. I've got my, my pouch with my other supplies. I just want to make sure we we got enough reagents. What was the text for healing potion? Um, I can create a healing potion from reagents uh, that heals... The heal equals one day of rest and medical attention. Okay. It just requires reagents. It doesn't say how much or... So what that would make... In the game, that the way we're playing right now, where that would come into play would be if somebody had a condition, like broken right. arm... That would fix that condition mm-hmm. um, at the end of a challenge, rather than it sticking around. Right. Okay, that makes. I sense. I just want to make sure I have have what I need. Okay. And then I've got my trusty staff. What does it look like? Um, well, it's kind of your typical wizard-looking staff. Is a uh, from a white birch tree, so it's a very pale color instead of a dark wood. You got you a honky staff. I got me a white staff because it blends in with the snow and up our uh, in our. Hey, some of my best friends are honkies. I haven't said a I word. I can say that. Um, <laughs> it blends in with the snow, works. so it's a very it's a very light color because okay. we're, we're very light and pale, and everything around us is white. And um, so I got my my traveling clothes on. I got my staff yeah. with me. It has a little kind of a bluish color crystal in the top that when I need to I can use it to make light for an hour in a dark place so if we find a nice cave to hide out in and recoup in I have that and I also have my my port in the storm which lets us take shelter um, my, myself and my allies as long as I'm in the area that nothing bad can happen to us she's kind of special yeah. okay any other preparation you guys would have before heading up Dragon Mountain? No, just gotta put on my boots. Put on your boots. Well, now that I've, um, now that we kind of know where the well is, mm-hmm. would I be able to scribe better to see, or is it just because I haven't been to that particular place? Well, yet? the well itself, the wolves lead you guys to the well okay. in order to pick up the but dragon, I mean, like in the between, leftovers of in the between dragon. the time that. We're leaving and mm-hmm. the time we get to the well just to make sure nobody else is there. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, nobody I just else. Want to make sure nobody else is around there so we don't no. run into any trouble. It was done in secret and it was only the wolves' ability to track that found it. Okay. But I still don't quite know where it is. The wolves are just going to tell us where. Although, Although giving me the general location yeah. of it. Okay. Although essentially, now, if you throw a dead baby dragon in the well, does somebody poison the watering hole? Somebody poison the water. But either way, that's a whole separate thing because it doesn't matter to this. But it's an interesting thought. Um, so you, you go and retrieve the uh, dragon bits. It is uh, it's like wingtip to wingtip. If you stretch it out, it's probably about five feet. 
So it's mm-hmm. not tiny. It probably weighs about 40, 50 pounds, maybe. It is mostly orange with, like, green camouflage dots on it. Like, it um, is still, well, obviously, early in its life before it died. About as early as it gets. That poor I dragon. I have an idea. Okay, what's your idea? Can I make a shell for it? Can you make a shell for it? With my tools of the job? Uh, can I make a fake-looking shell? Right, but can I make a shell that we can put it in long enough? It'll Describe what the trait is so others know what you're talking about. Okay, tools of the job. It says it can instantly create one item that persists in my presence. A rune would add one trait to the item. One treasure equals one rune. Now, the way that the where that, that comes from is item. the artificer theme, which is the create stuff theme. So that, that's where it comes from. I would say it would depend on the story at the time, but thematically, or at least um, cinematically, within the story, you would need something to make an egg out of. Right? It would need to be something that makes sense. Okay. Otherwise, that's an illusion, which would be a right. separate... Right, well, because it only persists when it's in yeah. my presence. I mean, we could maybe convince the dragon... But we'll see when we get there. Let's take, take off. <laughs> okay. Um, we are actually right at a good spot where I think we should take a pause for this episode and get ready to do another. We are going to finish up this first episode of our Tavern Tales special feature podcast here at Adventures from the Shed. And for now, we're just going to say... Bye, everyone! Bye, everybody! Can I still say penis on this mic? It's a good start as we learn about our characters, Venti, hard-hearted Hannah, and the savage Prim in the company MHI Incorporated. They overcome the first challenge of finding information about the dragon. We continue in the next episode. Thanks for joining us. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.